0: And that is Rona Loshak, MBA CLTC, is a highly accredited, award-winning specialist in long-term care insurance. Along with her partner, Natalie Carp, they are founding partners of Carp Loshak LTC Insurance Solutions and have been in business for over 12 years. She is an independent broker working with every single carrier and every type of new plan designed in over 40 states. Their firm is a Goldman Sachs 10,000 small business, Long Island Achiever honoree, and both rona and natalie are top professionals recognized by the american association of long-term care insurers as well as a resource for the wall street journal and newsday and i'll tell you what larry it sounds like she's a great guest today how are you
1: yes i've known rona for a while and she's very knowledgeable and i think our guests will learn a lot today so uh we have a lot of ground to cover so uh why don't we get why don't we get started so uh Rona, you know, long-term care insurance, not everyone really knows, you know, what it does. So what are some of the biggest misconceptions that really hurt consumers today when they're thinking of or not thinking of long-term care or long-term care insurance?
2: Okay, Larry, thank you. And thank you for having me today. I'm happy to educate everybody, but I think that uh, there are so many misconceptions about long-term care. First of all, most people think they'll never need long-term care. And when actually once you reach age 80, there's an 80% chance you'll need long-term care. The reason is due to medical advances and longevity. So as <clears throat> you could see, the longer you live, obviously more likely that you'll need care as you age. Another misconception is that many people feel that their wife or husband will be the person that will take care of them when they need long-term care. And what happens when that That used to be maybe the paradigm when people were living into their 70s, early 80s, but now that people are living to their 90s, it's unrealistic to expect your husband and wife when they're in their late 80s or 90s to be helping you perform your activities of daily living or having your daughter or daughter-in-law be the one who used to, again, 30, 40 years ago be the one to help you now that woman's out in the workplace, has kids of her own. That's not a realistic plan. Another uh, misconception is the fact that they, people think they remember their grandmas going on Medicaid you know, 30, 40 years ago. Obviously, the Medicaid system is very, very different than it was at that point. It's actually very different than it was even two years ago. Again, it's much harder to make yourself or in quotes, but that's only one part of the picture. The second part is really the medical triggers. The government has become much stricter uh, for allowing people to get these services. So where people are getting uh, live in help for, you know, maybe not being able to, you know, get around the house before or just aging, now some of those people are maybe getting four hours of help or no help at all. It's basically a pool of money that the government has to allocate.
1: Let me, let me just cl- uh, clarify something here since our podcast could be listened to by people in different states. We're, we're really talking about New York State Medicaid because Medicaid is governed by each, you know, by each state. Correct. So, so, uh, so just to clarify that, I, I still have people that, that think that the long term care is going to be covered by Medicare, and we have to explain to them that that's not, you know, that's not the case. You you still see that happening?
2: Yes, many people think they bought a Medicare supplement plan that will help them. Medicare supplement plans and Medicare just cover skilled nursing care, and just and Medicare supplements mirror Medicare, and that is only up to ninety to one hundred days, and only if you need skilled care. So people don't realize that they're on the hook after that ninety to one hundred days.
1: So why don't you, why don't you explain a little, you know, a little bit to our audience the basics of a long-term care policy? What you should be looking for, how you qualify a you know policy, because there seems to be a lot of different misconceptions that it's just one benefit that you can do. So why don't you explain that a little bit? To the sure. Audience?
2: Basically, in the simplest terms, long-term care insurance is a pool of money that you can access once you trigger the benefits when you need care. And basically, this is your pool of money. How we get to that pool of money, I'll explain because there are many different ways now to get to your long-term care insurance pool of money. To trigger that pool of money to get your benefits, your monthly benefits, which are tax-free, you need to qualify. There are standard triggers to get to this money since 1996. Those triggers are once you need help with two activities of daily living, two out of the six activities of daily living for a condition that would last at least 90 days. It could be for physical or cognitive impairment. That does not mean you'll get paid in 90 days. What that means is the condition will last at least 90 days. And your doctor is the one that starts that trigger going, not the insurance company. It's basically on his note. So once you can access this pool of money, you have a monthly benefit based on what you bought and that monthly benefit whether it's in cash or receipts depending on your plan design uh, will allow you to have care in any environment and that's really what people want they don't want to be in a nursing home they want care at home and assisted living independent living daycare programs of course it pays for nursing home care but what we're saying is this having this monthly flow of money will allow them to not burden their children, not touch their portfolios and have more flexibility and independence. As far as getting to that pool of money, there's many ways to do that. You can have a traditional long-term care and policy, which is more like term insurance, the biggest bang for the buck, where you pay a premium. If you don't need it, obviously you you don't need it however it's most likely with the break-even point you will need it at some point since most care does start at home in those cases sometimes when you're a married couple having a shared care plan will allow one couple's pool of money if they don't need it to be shifted over to the surviving spouse another way to get to your pool of money is with hybrid plans hybrid plans are built on a life insurance chassis However, we're not solving for a big death benefit. We're solving for a big long-term care benefit. And then the third way is life insurance with a long-term care rider. Those are not as standardized. We have to make sure that if somebody can qualify, they have a rider that's a 7702B. What that means is that it's a true long-term care rider that has those standard triggers that I just spoke to you about versus a chronic illness rider, which means the condition has to be permanent. And some life insurance policies have a lot of black box language when it comes to those riders. So you have to understand if you're getting one of the life with riders, you have to understand the contract language compared to the other two plans that I discussed.
1: So let's just talk a little bit about this pool of, you know, of It's Like you know, nobody knows if they're gonna need coverage or how much they're gonna need. So how do you advise, know what amount of a pool and how does that translate into uh, into the policy?
2: Sure. So how that works is we look at the average care need today. So the average care need today is about three years and it's about $100,000 a year. So we're saying that the average care need is about $300,000 in this area um, per person. So when we translate that out 15 years, we're looking at about $600,000 a person. When we're going out 30 years for somebody who may claim in 30 years or more, we're talking about $1.2 million a person. And so that's really the kinds of numbers that we'd like to get is about you know $1 million a person. And if we project out the monthly benefit, we'd like to get about twenty dollars to $30,000 a month projecting out with the cost of care per month now. So we're talking big numbers when you're talking for a couple of the kind of money you're going to need for long-term care. If you can't get to that bucket of money or that monthly benefit, what we always say is something is better than nothing because, for instance, if you took today's dollars and it's $8,000 a month, let's say, to be in an assisted living. And you have a policy that was bringing in five thousand dollars a month. Your family would be thrilled that you were getting five thousand dollars a month coming in, and they would just have to co-insure the three thousand. So you could really build a plan at any cost. But those are the numbers that we work with.
1: So, and most of the plans they're, they're quoted as a daily benefit for X amount of years.
2: Uh, Most of the plans now are monthly benefits, not daily benefits, which gives you much more flexibility because usually people have different levels of care per month. So it's a monthly benefit that you
1: look at. So it's a monthly benefit, but if they don't use the full month, they still get to use that over their lifetime? Yes.
2: So how it works for the reimbursement plans are, let's say you were entitled to today $9,000 a month, let's say, but you only needed $7,000 a month. So you submit receipts for $7,000 a month. That extra $2,000 a month that you didn't use doesn't go away. It stays in your pool of money to extend your benefit period. So to get to your pool of money, if we had a plan that started with $9,000 a month times, for instance, for four years, you'd multiply 9,000 times 12 months in a year times four years, that gives you your bucket of money, about $400,000. That's your initial bucket of money, and that bucket of money increases within the plan design with inflation protection to grow to a meaningful number in 15, 30 years when you might be claiming.
1: Great. So, you know, who should really be looking at planning? And you mentioned a little bit also about the shared care policy. So why don't you talk a little bit about both of that?
2: Sure. Uh, Basically, who should be looking at these policies? Well, we talk about married couples and we talk about women in particular in those married couples. Why? Because two-thirds of claims are for women. So, we really want to make sure that the woman is protected. Obviously, she's living a longer life. But because she's living a longer life, if there's no long-term care policy in place for the man, the husband, what that means is in many cases, no matter how much money there is, she will wind up taking care of her husband instead of accessing money to pay for care. When there's a long-term care in place, obviously they're happy to turn on that spigot of money to help him and to bring in help. And what happens, of course, when somebody becomes a caregiver, they become ill themselves. Their life is compromised. So we don't want to do that. So with married couples, having a shared care plan works really well. There's no use it or lose it scenario. The other people who are good candidates for this are blended families whether it's your children who are blended family, you're a blended family. Those really call, cause a whole host of issues when there's no long-term care insurance spigot of money in place coming in for this care. It falls on everyone and no one. Other people, the best candidates really are, um, again, I really want to talk about people with uninsurable spouses. If you have a spouse who is not healthy, it's very, very important that the healthy spouse get long-term care insurance because the unhealthy spouse will be using up retirement assets for their care really the time to be looking at getting long-term care insurance. Many people start to look at this late 40s, early 50s, before you get some of the chronic conditions of aging, like osteoporosis or uh, high A1C scores that they look at. And that's usually around the time the kids have gone to college or about to go to college. You've kind of figured out those costs. So really about that time is the time that you should be looking at into this.
1: Yes, so you know how do you how do you start the process and getting educated on the options?
2: So where to start, there are so many options, so many variables, is you need a health intake form. And this is confidential and we pre-qualify you because every single carrier, every plan design has different sweet spots for every chronic condition, current condition, physical therapy, height, weight, marital status. There's even plans in different states. So if you own a home in another state, sometimes we could compare different states. But we really have to have all that information. And people have to be very open because most of the companies will be getting your doctor's records. Once we get all that information, we do an analysis and look at all the different carriers, who will insure you, who's best for married couples, single... All the different variables and suggest one or two plans, and then we refine based on your budget and what you feel comfortable with.
1: And so, you know, some of the things that we hear, you know, is going on now, and we've actually had some clients who, after years and years of paying premiums, are getting these increases. So, you know, so people are saying, you know, why bother? They're only going to go up late later on. So. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're hearing about all these premium increases and why you should or should not be concerned about them?
2: Yes. Well, if you're looking at a new policy, all the new policies probably in the past five years have been repriced to reflect accurate conditions, the low interest rate environment, the low lapse rate gender-specific pricing, women now are priced 40% higher than men because of their claims history and longevity. So they've all taken that account. We actually were at a conference with actuarials and they believe there's less than a 10% chance the new policies will have rate increases. However, the older policies written 20, 15, even 10 years ago, many of them did not do the type of underwriting. They weren't priced correctly they were giving 5% compound inflation protection at lower rates. So what we tell people when they do get a rate increase, and we expect those to slow down on uh, for the older policies, is to really look at the actual dollar amount, not the percentage. Those percentage can sometimes seem a little scary when you get that letter. And in many cases, because it's a percentage on such a low premium, and when you take into account tax credits and tax deductions, it really isn't that much for basically gold, because you couldn't even touch those policies now for the price that you have them.
1: Yeah, you know, you know it. it we see it as our clients kind of are aging or our clients' parents are, you know, aging. Um, you know, it's interesting on who wants to pay for the premiums. Nobody wants to pay for the premiums when they're going through it, but later on, those people that have claims or they're seeing their parents, you know, need a lot of cost, all of a sudden then they're kind of waking up to this. It would be great to be able to educate more people about the importance of having this when they're still young enough to to one you know qualify and to be able to you know to get the, you know to get the insurance before it's too late. Um, so one of the things though there there are some you know benefits by you know the you know qualifying so and then we know with the new tax law recently changed but long-term care insurance premiums are they still tax deductible?
2: Yes, uh, those are not going. Um, as government programs are getting cut back, the tax incentives are growing larger. Because just like pensions, and we went into 401Ks where the government is saying, we want you to take care of your own retirement, the same thing is happening with long-term care. So what's happening, New York State is very generous. You can get on your your long-term care insurance premium, you can get 20% tax credit, dollar for dollar, off your New York State taxes of your annual premium. So if your annual premium for a husband and wife, for instance, is $5,000 for the both of you, you could get, take off $1,000 dollar for dollar off your New York state taxes. The federal government is also incentivizing you because there is age banded deductions. Those are for people that itemize medical expenses, or for business owners. If you own any kind of business entity, there's very generous age-banded deductions that increase as you age, and they increase every year. And those are for a husband and wife. You don't have to both be working in the company together. You can also take these deductions if you are buying this for a family member. Which many people are doing. For instance, we have some people in the New York area paying the premiums for an aging parent out of state. And since they pay New York taxes and they're paying the premium, they're entitled to take these deductions as well. Another tax benefit is the 1035 exchange. Many people have cash value and life insurance policies, and maybe their need for life insurance is not as great anymore. So what they could do, the government also is incentivizing you. You could take the cash value out of these life insurance policies and transfer them over into one of the hybrids or the life with rider policies tax-free, without any tax consequence. And that's another way that the government is helping people to prepare for their long-term care.
1: That's a great idea. I think a lot of people who have life insurance policies don't realize that 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 could be an option for them. And something that us as advisors should be should be well aware of. So some of the other things I hear from clients when I bring up, say, you really should need to talk to Roner, you know, somebody about potential long term care insurance, and they say to me, "Oh, I'm not going to do that because the insurance companies are going to give them a hard time. They won't never pay for the, you know, the claims." Can you can you address that a little bit? Sure.
2: Um- Since 1996, the triggers that I explained earlier um, to get along to access your pool of money for long-term care, two out of six activities of daily living for 90 days um, or cognitive um, impairment, those are written into federal law. They're also written into every contract. And so the insurance company cannot deny you those claims once your doctor sends a note stating that. What they might have heard is in older policies pre-1996, some people bought policies that required a hospital stay or did not cover cognitive conditions, or maybe somebody bought a nursing home or a home care policy, they don't sell those types of policies anymore. So when people say I heard somebody couldn't get their benefit, in many cases they were pre nineteen ninety six policies that were all written very differently. Now they're standardized, and there's a tremendous amount of regulation.
1: So you know, and finally, why, why is it that most of your clients come to you well advised or experienced? It would you would think it would be just the just the opposite. <laughs>
2: You know, more, more and more financial professionals, CPA, financial advisors like yourself, attorneys, uh, see firsthand what happens to a family when there's no long-term care insurance in place. Uh, they've seen families torn apart from this. doesn't matter how many... How much assets there are, how many millions in the bank or not millions in the bank. Uh, No one wants to pay for care. So they have to decide what asset to sell. There's tax consequences with that. Then, of course, there's money that needs to be left either for adult children or a surviving spouse. So that gets depleted. So they see people getting their savings basically wiped out. And they've also seen people with a lot of money and children with a lot of money. And no one wants to take responsibility for the care when there's no care stream coming in. And this really alleviates all that. So in many cases, what they see is, yes, it's it's an emotional issue as well with the family members. But financially, it makes sense. They call it portfolio insurance because they know that the portfolio will be there to continue to be there to make money for the family, and not to uh, to have any consequences for uh, taxes or to sell assets in a down market, for instance. So there's many reasons that financial advisors are the ones telling their clients, I have seen this firsthand. This is something that you must, you know, take care of at this point.
1: Yeah, terrific uh, information. Now, any last words or any anything that we haven't covered? I think we've covered a lot today, Rona.
2: Yes. Thank you, Larry. Um, I think that everybody should you know, at least get educated on their options. And I think that most people will be pleasantly surprised. It's not a fun topic. It's, it's not something that people wake up and say, oh my god, I have to get this. But waiting too long really means you'll become uninsurable. I cannot tell you how many people have kicked this discussion down the pike only to find out that something like osteoporosis or diagnosis of MS or, or some other conditions, even in your 50s, can make you uninsurable. So do it as soon as you can, as early as you can to you know, take care of this family protection.
1: Great, thank you so much today for being here, Rowan. I appreciate all the advice. And for those of you out there that are listening, um, you can contact Rona either by phone at 516-801-1419, or you can go to our website at www.carboshak.com for more information. So thank you again and appreciate the time, Rona. Thank you, Larry.
0: Fantastic. Larry, I appreciate it so much that you brought Rona in. Rona, thank you for taking the time to uh, give – Larry's clients and, and the people listening to this podcast, an idea of what they're facing and what they need to be doing to take those first steps. Uh, I appreciate your time.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You bet. And thanks again, Larry, for bringing her in. You got it, Eric. All right. And thank you all for listening to the Retire Right podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening to today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.